Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast. You join me on, what day is it today? It's Friday the 19th of October. I'm sat here, I was about to say sunny England. It's not sunny England at all. Anyway, the reason I'm doing this big preamble about where I am is because from thousands of miles away, I'm going to assume you're in Australia, Brad. Is my man Brad. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Whereabouts in Australia are we talking? Uh, so I am in Brisbane, Queensland. Man, also, so the the one of the hottest parts of, of the country. <laughs> Did you go? It's the bizarre way to start. Did you go to Super Showdown? I mean, it's not close at all, no, is it? But I was going to no. say, this. look, that was that was down in Melbourne, yeah. and I I had a you know I had that moment where I went, I'm just going to check and see, um, <laughs> and looked at the prices and went, oh, on top of airfare and hotel it's like no i'm not paying that <laughs> how, how how much were tickets because that's not really something that ever bleeds out anymore i mean people will, like Meltzer and the resting observer will talk about it but you know I, I know for a fact because attendances are down that wwe's hiked the prices up but it's not really anyone ever actually have a conversation with so yeah what were we talking 100 bucks um so yeah i think i think minimum was about 120 um and that was at the i think that was the mcg um, and that's a big old stadium. <laughs> like, um, I think that like Liverpool came to play and they played there, I think, and they broke oh, right. the international record, like had a hundred thousand people. So it's a big stadium Yeah. and you know, 120 bucks and you're miles away. You may as well be watching it on a screen in front of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, upwards of, I remember seeing something for a thousand and this, um, that this... may have been. This that like, may have been ringside. Is that Australian dollars as well? Yeah, yeah, that's Australian. Isn't that like crazy, crazy, crazy money? Um, so I think the exchange rate like to the US is, I think we're at 62 cents. And then to the UK, we normally are about 45 cents to the pound. So it's a lot of money. <laughs> that is. I've just looked it up. It's so much money. I'm not even going to say it out loud. Everyone just go type yeah. that into Google. You'll, you'll keel over and die. I'm not surprised you didn't want to go. It wasn't worth it. I tell you right now, if you had have gone, you would have made a terrible mistake. Well, and, and Melbourne's expensive just to just to get there. And if you're going to have a hotel or anything and to eat, it, it's an expensive place. So, you know, probably probably double whatever you're paying well, in tickets easily. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't what we're going to talk about, but I'm just intrigued because you know, obviously, the area. Is it going to benefit Melbourne? Like, are they, are they going to see, you know, an influx? I mean, not tourism necessarily, but will the economy get a boost from it? Or was it because what I heard, I don't know how true this is, it was a headline, I, I didn't really investigate. It sounded like Melbourne reached out to WWE and said, look, can you come over and put on a big show, please? We'd really like to showcase this. Yeah, that'd make sense. Um, look, I don't. I don't know how big a, a you know deal for the tourism that it's it's going to be. I mean, yeah. Melbourne, like normally when people come to Australia, like they're either going to Melbourne for the it's kind of the cultural hub. Um, you'll go to Sydney because of Bondi and the Opera House and things like that, um, 
or if you're smart, you come to Queensland because we've got all the best places. Um, but <laughs> like, yeah, just... I, I don't. I don't know. No, it's like, How big of an impact? Um, but I'm like, it's it's definitely good for the indie scene, which is really starting to um, take off here. Right. That is the perfect and segue. So I, I think I think that's kind of the big, you know, the big plus of having Super Showdown. Oh, I, actually, I'm really impressed. I remember what it was called. Um, yeah, having Super Showdown here. I think it's a, a you know, kind of shines that spotlight on the indie scene. Okay, well, that's that's the perfect segue into what we are going to talk about because, as always, when you come on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, you can do that by going to patreon.com for Simon 316. This, you know, we always have a little conversation with the people before they come on. Brad and I had a little chat, and Brad said to me uh, some magical words, which was, I don't watch WWE anymore. And he said it with a tone in his voice like, fuck those guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so straight away, I was like, this is brilliant. Because and now obviously though it's not because your passion for wrestling has lapsed because you just mentioned the burgeoning indie scene in Australia and I've kind of got a good feeling from that from guys that have come over here I, I know I know it's different but obviously Will Ospreay shining a light on New Zealand and that kind of didn't really tie mm. in but you know it was a uh, people started looking in that direction like oh okay and obviously you've got the um, I can't remember the team in NXT but the Australian guys in NXT who I've just forgotten the name uh, of the iconic thank you yeah oh, no, no, I, I know that. The uh yeah the 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 dudes the man tag team I can't remember. Oh, see here we go. I'm not going to know because I haven't watched NXT for ages. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is good. So, so let's start there. Let's start positively as we always do. Obviously, let me rephrase this. Obviously, I want to talk about the Australian indie scene because it's too good an opportunity not to. But in terms of the more common stuff people watch, do you watch Ring of Honor? Do you watch New Japan? Do you watch Impact? I mean, I doubt you do. Nobody does. I love Impact, but just nobody watches it. Like where, in terms of the big companies, obviously WWE is off the table and we're going to talk about that in a second. But what is, yeah, where, where do you go? Or do you not go there at all? Are they all dead? Are they all gone? Yeah, no. Um, look, up until this point, I've only watched WWE. Yeah. Um, like I've, you know, I've watched, I've watched the key matches from Japan, and um, and I think TNA used to be on on TV here. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say I think TNA I used to be good. Once. Oh no, it was never good. Um, I watched <laughs> it once, and oh, it was just awful. Um, <laughs> Just awful, and that's that's where I first saw AJ Styles, and um, right. I did not like him. Did not like him. <laughs> Wait, well, dude, I mean, I, I love it, but you do realize you've just you just caused me hell for, for at least a week in my <laughs> life. All right, look, we we got to do this bit by bit because we got to start there. I've never heard anybody say those words. Now, I respect the hell out of you for not respect because it makes my life much more interesting. Anyway, tell me why. I mean, do you like him now, or is it like a, a blanket? Nah, this no. guy's not for me. Oh, look. Look, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to come across as overly harsh. Like, no, do it, I can, dude. It's good radio I can respect content. That he is a very good wrestler. Um, you know, technically, definitely up there. Um, I just find him really boring. Um, I, I don't like the Goody Two Shoes characters. Um, yeah. And he's never, he's never won me over with his talking. So. Yeah, I just find him a bit a bit bland. No, do you know what, dude? Um, like, while I wouldn't necessarily agree, I actually know where you're coming from. 
Do you know what I mean? That AJ Styles has always been a guy that has prided himself on his work, right? And outside of that, again, mm. before he came to WWE, there's a big criticism. It's like, how will AJ Styles, you know, uh, balance in those waters when character and promo work is so important? Now, I think he's gotten a lot better, and I do think he's the overall package now, but I certainly can understand why somebody would have that criticism. Just for, um, like I say, a bit of back and forth, who would you say, and again, there's no actual reason, but just a re- the top name, the first name that comes to your head, who is your favorite wrestler of all time or somebody that is like the, the antithesis to AJ Styles? Oh, um, I don't know if antithesis, my favorite of all time is William Regal. Oh, dude, you, this um, is great. These are not, no one ever says these answers. It makes it so much better. Well, no, no. The, I think the last the last guest you had on listed him in his wow. top five, and I'm like, it, oh, no, stealing it, my thunder. No, no one ever likes William Regal. No one top that. We, we, we dropped a fit Finley in there, so we're, we're never going to... Yeah. Because I love, I, mean, I love William Regal too. I, I literally did a, a list uh, today for What Culture where every time I mention his name, I always throw in the always underappreciated William Regal because he was. Mm. Now, I'm biased because I'm British and he was a trailblazer in the sense that he got to WWE and WCW before that was even a thing for British guys or en masse anyway. But it's because, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say this at all. I will play devil's advocate here and I will take on the role of what I have heard in the past and I disagree with it with all the power of my beating. But some people would also say that William Regal falls into that AJ Styles character of being a bit bland. Again, I disagree. But why William Regal and why not AJ Styles? Because he always cheated and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the way he cheated as well. If you actually go back and watch William Regal matches now, not only is he incredibly technical, but he's always entertaining. He's always mm. doing something absolutely ridiculous where you're like, what is he doing? But he, because he pulls it off so well and because I think, you know, he kind of prided himself on, as he's always said, you know, reading the audience and changing it up to see fit. Again, he never does anything that's not enjoyable to watch. Yes, yes. And like I said, I think he must have been he must have been one of the first wrestlers that I ever saw. Um, look, I'm just I'm just going to go into how I got into wrestling. Do it. Because um, we're, we're going to go there We're now. getting there anyway, so you may as well yeah. throw it in. <laughs> um, so I, to get wrestling over here, you had to pay for the Foxtel subscription. Like I'm pretty sure that was the only way to ever see it. Um, so I never had that, but I had a mate who was bang into wrestling in school. Um, you know, the, the, the kind of guy that's pulling off wrestling moves in the, in the backyard and telling you all the stories and you're just nodding along going, I have no idea what this guy's on about, but he's, he's really excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it. And, um, yeah. (laughs) And so going around to his place once a week and he'd throw on um i think it was it must have been before there were two shows um okay so whatever that, way back in the day i'm think like um it would have been about 1998 99 yeah, yeah. yeah so just before and, um, smackdown arrives okay yeah what well, like i've got no idea about the history it all just passes me by because oh, i've been fine, in and out so often that it all melds into one and but, also um, you don't need to remember all those stats i know some people go well, i can't believe that I mean, like, you've got more important things in your life than to remember what year smackdown started to air so <laughs> i don't agree with all that stuff i think it makes no difference whatsoever yeah so um so yeah went around his place and he'd, he'd throw on this show and start telling me about this wrestler and that wrestler and um and I think the very first thing that, you know, I said to him, it's like, well, 
this clearly isn't real. <laughs> and I think I destroyed his world. <laughs> oh, he didn't know. Oh, dude, you're like the dad oh, no, in Father Christmas. No, no, he was, he did not know. Um, and I'm pretty sure it must have been Kane. Kane came out and <laughs> dig the ring entrance. The fire explodes. And I'm, you know, I'm like, mate, like, that's it's clearly not real. He doesn't I mean, have magical powers. I like, I like, I like. He, he even wasn't sure with Kane. He was like, "Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe they just got maybe. a bird guy to wrestle. Why not? Why not? Burn victims deserve yeah. jobs. Why can't he be a wrestler? Brilliant." So, um, but but that was the thing. Kane came out, and I'm like, "Well, this makes sense all of a sudden. Like, this guy is fun. You know, the flames. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, absolutely." You know, and and I think that's what I um that's what I originally kind of clicked with with the wrestling was you know these larger than life characters, um, you know the the technical wrestlers I probably just passed me by. I didn't really notice you know how good someone was. It was it was how entertaining they were, and Kane was definitely on the top of that list. Um, you know, yeah, clearly Undertaker was up there. Um, and then I saw William Regal and, you know, he cheats to win. And then the next time I watch it, oh, he's cheated again. <laughs> Third time I watch it, oh, he's cheated again. Well, this is brilliant. <laughs> it's funny. You know, if no one's going to call you off on it, why wouldn't you just cheat all the time and You're win right. everything? And I never think about that because obviously now we've talked about this loads of times in this podcast. When you look at wrestling through adult eyes, you forget all of that stuff. And we groan and we roll our eyes and we're like, oh, it's a bunch of rubbish. But it's true. When you first get into it and it is being presented as a sport, even though clearly it's a pile of nonsense. When... Again, when you do see someone that just breaks the rules so willingly and no one cares, that is funny. That is entertaining because you're like, why is this? You know, why is he, why is there no repercussions for this? Why is there no consequences? Why do we get yes, to next like, week on the show? You're literally recording absolutely everything that happens on the stage backstage. <laughs> like, why doesn't someone just go back through the tape and it's like, well, this guy's cheating all the time. Maybe we should suspend him. It's that, like, oh, that, that's no, that, but. That, that ties I'm, into I'm my... happy with that stuff. Exactly. That ties into my favorite thing about wrestling, that if you have beef with somebody, you will not talk to them until a week has gone by and you're back on Raw. You will literally yeah. have seven <laughs> days to think about things and then on Raw you'll go, look, man, I can't believe you did that. You're like, dude, I literally have been on a, in a car with you for seven days. We could have had this conversation. <laughs> but that's the, that's the dumbness of wrestling and that's why it's so good. Well, I like that and I'm glad that William Regal fits into into that circle for you because I, I, and I would totally agree. I do think he's within that. Uh, you know, sphere of characters because yeah, it, it, it was it was dumb, but he knew he was dumb and he played up to it. I mean, even when he was general manager and he had people weeing in his tea, which admittedly is a terrible yeah. story, but he still <laughs> embraced it. And I think uh, and I think that's the key. So you mentioned you've been in and out a lot. When did the first cull come? Why did it? Why why did you go back? And let's get. I mean, we'll get, I want to talk about all the Australian stuff because I think it's really interesting. But well, how did we get to now where WWE is the, you know, the, the, the dearth of society, just to exaggerate <laughs> massively? Um, so I think the I would have watched it, you know, on and off for a couple of years, just going to my mate's place. Um, and then I kind of lost lost touch with him and, you know, thus didn't have anywhere to go watch wrestling. And so continued on with my life. Um, and then maybe about trying to think it was probably about two years before my daughter was born. Hang on. I'm doing the math in my head now. <laughs> so that's going to be probably about 2006. I would say I started watching it again because I 
you know, paid so that I could watch the football. Because um, once again, that's the only way that you can see all the football over here is to, is like to pay the subscription. Yeah. Sounds like the UK. Yeah. It's the one big ripoff. <laughs> like... Yep. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so SmackDown and Raw come along with that package. So I started watching again. And then when my daughter was born, plenty of late nights. And it's like, well, I'll, you know, record the shows and I'll I'll watch that when I'm up late. Yeah. Um, and so I'm... And so I kind of I remember the whole um, Edge Cena feud. Um, someone gets thrown into a river at one stage. I remember that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. that always happens in wrestling feuds. People get chucked <laughs> in. It makes no sense. Chuck him in a river. Why? I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I remember all that, and you know, I kind of liked the Edge character there. I think up until that point, I didn't you know didn't think much of him, but I um. I really liked that whole obsessive lunatic yeah. um, persona that he took on. And yeah, I kind of, I think I gravitate more towards the heels. Um, I like the guys that are, you know, going to do anything, no matter how bad it is to, to win the match. Yeah, um, no, I, so, I, I, I think, yeah. especially given the way you've, you've been approaching wrestling, uh, the heels have more fun, right? You know, the hills have yeah, more exactly. personality, get, more they, characterization. You know, they, get to, they get to crush people with cars and <laughs> <laughs> all that all that mad stuff that um that I I feel you don't see as much these days. It's funny you said that. It's, what did um, I watch the other day? I watched something the other day. Maybe it was the beginning of the SmackDown 1000 uh, intro, which you wouldn't have seen. But uh, yeah, they showed all the clips of Stone Cold dropping a um, uh, the, the the giant bit of concrete or whatever it was onto the DX bus, and I was like, "Man, we had a big budget back then to do stupid yeah. stuff, didn't we? We don't <laughs> we don't do that anymore." Okay, so so you come and go because I guess because of life and and other reasons like that. Um, why do we draw a line under WWE? And um, when, so, when, when as well. I need to know when this happened because okay, it all ties so, in. Um, so I, I pulled the plug on the Foxtel about a year ago now, um, and that was that was really just linked to the football. Um, it went to another, it went to another channel. So you know, flick them, pay for that. And so the you know WWE had to go, but um, I hadn't properly watched anything for probably six months leading up to that right so you were out um yeah i just you know i i used to i used to watch pretty much all of smackdown um and i'd do a lot of fast forwarding through raw um and yeah and it just got to the point where you know i, I looked at I looked at the list of shows in my recording and, you know, I've, I've backlogged like eight, <laughs> nine weeks. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I can't be bothered going back through all of that. Yeah. Um, and so I just read up on what, what happened. It's like, and a lot of the times it just felt like, well, I didn't really need to watch those shows. I could just read a paragraph and it all kind of made the, you know, didn't really go much further than what I expected it to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I think largely I just kind of got bored of, the storylines, I think the same the same people just being used again and again. Um, I think you were talking about, you know, the the shield fighting the what were they, the hounds? Oh, the dogs of war. Oh, the Braun dogs Strowman, of war. Yeah. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, the most boring feud in the history of yeah. feuds. And so like I, I, I keep up, you know, I watch up and ups and downs and yeah, things you like do. that. So I'm <laughs> I'm still, you know, I still see 
what's going on there and um and it's like well they're fighting them again and it's like oh and now they're doing singles matches and now they're doing a tag team again and do a couple more singles and it's like ah just like there's all these other guys that could be doing something and you're not giving them time and um yeah it just it drove me mad it wasn't until after raw you just hit the nail on the head there i didn't actually realize because i kind of take it segment by segment it's only really after the show when i sit back and go oh man and it kind of hits you like all the time like like smackdown for example it was only after i'd done everything i went oh samoa joe wasn't on the show it is weird how you miss that stuff and i didn't realize that on Mm. raw you're 100 percent right not only did we main event with that six-man tag again but three quarters of the show was those two just fighting each other? Because we had Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. And you're like, that is a, that's a, preposterous, you know, a preposterous amount of time to take up with just six guys. But like you say, you've got a three-hour show and a load of other people on the roster that just aren't being used at all. Um, I also think it falls into the... I only mentioned this because we've talked about this on here before. I do think it falls into the fact that Raw especially has become very much... It sounds a bit silly, but you know, it has become very much a TV program. In the sense that, you know, at the top of the hour, there'll be a commercial break. You know, you can kind of call it before it even begins. It is, yeah, it, it is yeah. a lot more structured than it used to be. And I understand why 2018, stock market, shareholders, the list goes on and on. But again, I think the three-hour the three hour thing sums it up the best. Just because you're making good business decisions doesn't necessarily mean it makes for a more entertaining product. Yeah, and, um, and that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to do three hours... I think there are there are ways to make that work better than it has been. Oh, I think because um, so. as I said, I, I just it it all felt like I was I was just seeing the same match again and again and kind of the same storyline again and again. <laughs> and that's you know three hours a week. That's you know I got a lot of other things to do. <laughs> yeah, well, especially in this day and age, like, you know, cheap pimp, but we do the gaming podcast once a week, which Brad has already said he's coming on, so I look forward to that in the future. Uh, <laughs> but you go, let's do it now. It's called The Week in Gaming. But, you know, we mentioned it on there. Time is precious the older you get. You know, you soon start to realize that actually you only have, it's like, you know, your currency. You only have a certain amount to give away, and you have to be quite meticulous in what you choose to do, which is why today, if a game's over 10 hours, I kind of rear my head a bit, like, oh, I don't want to give 10 hours to a video game. But if something is now mm. sort of you know below 10 hours i'm like oh maybe i'll be a bit more interested obviously something like red dead redemption 2 is going to win me over anyway because i'm a nostalgia for the first game and so on and so forth but it is the same with wrestling because even if you just take raw and smackdown that's five hours of your life like that's yeah it's, it, it's, it's a lot yeah especially if you're working a nine to five and you've got a family and you've got kids like you've said trying to find five hours in the day um it is difficult and if you want to throw in throw in wnxt uk that's six normal nxt that's seven uh mixed match challenge say seven and a half uh 205 live that's eight and a half let's throw in a pay-per-view we're over 10 hours you know 10 hours a week is an incredible amount of time to ask for anything especially when as you have quite rightfully said on occasion wwe does tend to go into their rebooking you know we'll just book week to week and kind of forget what we did the previous week and what we want to do next week and the shows can start to feel the same so i understand it i can understand why why you have finally finally walked away and i also don't think you're alone because you mentioned you watch stuff like the youtube clips or uh, you read paragraphs online or just social media in general which is going to continue to pimp out gifts and videos i think a lot of people especially around 
you know, say you did get in around that, that late 90s time or, or mid 90s time. I think a lot of people who have kind of grown up with that boom in social media and the Internet in general are now just happy to consume a lot of content that way, which is why, you know, the viewers do continue. I think well, I don't think it's the only reason, but I think it's a massive reason about why viewership is not what it once was. Yeah, well, I, I've definitely found that um, just catching up, you know, watching the, you know, a couple of clips of of the the people that I'm interested in um, is enough to get me by. Um, like I've been I've been following Becky Lynch's run at the moment. Um, just uh, that. Um, Talking to Edge, <laughs> don't hurt your neck. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, that made me laugh. That, that was that was brutal. <laughs> lines like that are few and far between. And I'm just the thing. I went a bit meta with it because the first thing I thought, I thought, hey, you know, fair play Becky Lynch for delivering like that kind of absolute hero, but also fair play to Edge for actually agreeing to that line. You could understand him being a bit precious about it, right? I don't think anybody would have held hmm. that against him. It, it ended his career. And I'm sure he's yeah, oh yeah, right yeah. Now. It's um, you know, it's not a it's not a fun thing that happened to him. But, no. Um, but the fact but he, he he clearly he gets it yeah, like a hundred percent he knows yeah. like it's it sucks and that, that's the way it happened but if he's going to be there on the show well this is what he's going to do to help get becky well i don't well get her over but i'm not <laughs> still not sure it's working the way that well, they wanted no, to I, I think that line was designed to get booed it did not get booed it, got no. shit it was too cool though it's too cool a line like you know in this day and age especially if you're going to deliver a line that is that badass everyone's going to think you're a badass because it's just well like- and that that's that's the thing with becky as well is that um like the way she delivers her lines like everything she says has that that cool edge to it oh man i've made a terrible pun there, no, i liked but... it i liked it I was, <laughs> I was about to give you a round of applause i was like oh, look at that tying it all in <laughs> but um yeah that that's the thing it's like even her general demeanor like i don't see how you can treat her as a dastardly heel because you know she's she's just not that naturally she's got too much charisma she's too um, she's too nice as well like, i know that she's yeah. quote unquote the, the bad guy now but we saw what she was like beforehand. I've said this before, in a totally non-creepy way. <laughs> if you follow her on social media, she's very funny. Very funny on social media. Like, very tongue-in-cheek and, you know, silly. And that stuff, like, when she was trying to open that can. I can't remember what can it was now. But, you know, it, it went big on Reddit and everyone was... And it was funny because she made it, you know, she made it funny. Like, even the post she did a few weeks ago on Twitter... When she said to Charlotte, "That's for making me drink all that tea," which was a direct, uh, a direct quote from all that stuff they've been doing on. She just you, you've you said it, but with Edge, and it's the same with Becky. She just gets it, and I think when someone gets it in 2018, when you have a very smart audience that knows what's going on, it's very difficult to make them into the bad guy. My only worry with what was happening with Becky Lynch at the moment is I've I've said this and I'll say it again. I don't mind all the stuff that's happened with Roman Reigns. I actually find it quite fascinating. But if they now dig their heels in on SmackDown as well which means they haven't learned anything from the Roman Reigns stuff. That, to me, it won't, you know, it won't bother me in, in the long term, but just as a, like I say, a conversation right now, is, is, it's a bit silly. That's all I'll say. It's a bit silly. Like, we, we don't, come on. You know, I, I get why you don't want to do it with Roman because you've got so much invested in it. You could absolutely do it with Becky Lynch. She's money. She's gold. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't see the sense, like, when you're getting that reaction, like, surely you just go with it. And, like... If you have to turn Charlotte heel, I don't see the downside to that anyway. Like, we know she's a good heel. We know the crowds are ready to boo. And if you're planning to 
send her up against Ronda later on, well, you've got your heel, you've got your face. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it, you know, there's no, there's no issue there. The only thing I can think is, you know, if that is, if that is the plan, do they want some type of, you know, respect build up where we've got two faces just trying to prove, you know, who's the best and, Either we, you know, we get a heel turn at the end of the match or, you know, yeah, it, just, it makes no sense to me why you don't just go with what the crowd's saying and, you know, just switch those roles. It's it's such a simple solution and I don't see the downside to it. No, I don't. I mean, that is, the, you know, again, I, I'm, as we all know, if you watch my stuff, I'm, I like wrestling. I, I enjoy it in my own special way. But I, I do think one thing WWE needs to do more or at least return to is when they, you know, they would be very, very in tune with what the crowd was doing and they didn't kind of fear it. Like, it happened with Bret Hart and Lex Luger. Obviously, it happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because everyone forgets, you know, it's revisionist history that Stone Cold Steve Austin cut that promo and he came out the next day and was, <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It, it, it was certainly gathering momentum, but that was 1996. And obviously, he wasn't winning world titles till 2000, uh, sorry, 2000, 1998. So, you know, again, it's, it doesn't work that way. So I, I, I would say I, w- I would like them to be more reactive to that kind of stuff. I just think it would be more fun. And also, I think, I don't want to speak on their behalf, but I would imagine from a writer's point of view, that'd be quite fun to have that kind of, oh, wait, we've got to change plans for Becky Lynch. You know, she's, she, she's getting a different response. Especially when you're like you say, it's already, Charlotte's already a heel. She's a great heel. When she was a proper heel last time, it was the best she's ever been, I thought. So. Oh, she's a, she's a much better heel than she is a face. Um, like, I, I loved her as a heel, um, as a face. Once again, I, I just find her a bit, you know, wishy-washy. It's like, yeah. well, you know, you're a good wrestler, but like, I, there's no excitement to want to get behind her and urge her on to a, to win. Whereas when she's a heel, it's like, oh, you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah, but how, how on earth? <laughs> you know, do you, how do you get sympathy for her? She's like an athletic, talented. Good, like, it's like Roman Reigns, right? She's the opposite of Roman Reigns. Why am I going? I'm not going to feel sympathy for you on paper. On the surface, you've got everything. I'm, of course, I'm going to, mm. I'm going to hate you as long as you build it up and push all my buttons. It's like the Miz, right? Like Randy Orton. Some people just have something built into them. Like, man, I hope somebody kicks your ass. And I mean that in a positive way. It's not something you can just do. You've got to have it within you, and also you've got to learn, know how to turn it up to eleven. So I agree with you in that sense, and I can I understand why that does get uh, that does get a bit frustrating. So. Obviously, we, 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 we wrote Impact off. We're not, we're not watching Impact. <laughs> uh, you kind of mentioned that you, you've watched the Japan stuff that I think everybody goes out to watch because you can't help it these days, can you? You get so excited about it. So I've got to see that match then. Um, yeah, just just the, the the typical Okada matches. You know, yeah, every, so. The ones that everyone blows up about. It's like, all right, I better watch this. Yeah, I, I think you have to as well. Like, I, think, I, I, no, I saw a few people go, well, actually, I didn't think it was all that and they get lambasted for it. I don't agree. Like, wrestling's subjective and I actually think that it's good we all do go and check out this stuff because that way you can have an opinion on it. Like, that's what it's mm. all about, right? That's what it's all about. Uh, yeah, I was actually, I was really disappointed because I went to Japan last year Yeah, and I was, I think, three days... Um, three days removed from um, going to see one of their oh, shows. It's the worst, man. It's the I'm like, worst. Ow. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Well, next dude, time. the way they're going, man, they'll probably come to Australia. They're trying to expand like crazy people. So you may get to, you may get to catch them that way. Um, so is there another company you watch or is it all pretty much independent promotions now? Um, so no, so that, that, that's basically it now. Um, 
and that's why I'm kind of, you know, shifting my focus to, you know, going and seeing the the local the local talent and um well let's let's just seeing that. whether that gives me that um kind of that that same feeling that I had you know when I first started watching and you know you have that um um you know a, a closer connection to some pretty weird and wacky wrestlers so I mean there's two other things I do want to talk about WWE wise but we'll we'll finish off with that I want to I want to talk about it so give me the lay of the Australian indie scene. Obviously, we know how big it is in America. Everyone keeps going on about the British scene to the point we now have NXT UK started this week. I thought it was a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. I don't know what kind of viewership it's going to get, again, for the reasons we've already talked about, but I'm happy that it's on television. And obviously, we know a lot more about Australian wrestlers because over the last few years, they've become more prominent. Iconics, Buddy Murphy, <laughs> the tag team on NXT, I can't remember, but that's my problem. That, that's just my issue. I'm sure some people are shouting at their audio devices right now. Who's big in the Australian scene? Who do you think is going to make their way over? And just in general, like, is it popular? Is it exciting? Are there lots of events you can go to? Because obviously, this is a stupid thing to say, but Australia is massive. Like, how do you keep yeah. up with? with like, how do you keep up with? I, I, that's a silly thing to say in in the social media world, but you know, even in the UK, which is tiny, I don't know every wrestler, um, and even even across the board, like I'll be the first to say when I went to All In, that was my first exposure to Marco Stunt because you cannot keep up with everybody. But now, obviously, since then, he's done. You know, his his um his momentum's grown quite significantly. So yeah, like basically, just give me the the, the, the layman's guide to Australian professional wrestling. Um, well, I wish I could, but I'm very, very new to it. Um, so I, you know, I'm currently waiting for, so in, in Queensland, um, we've got AWA wrestling. Um, I know about that. I don't know why. And, um, you probably know that one because of Adam Brooks. Oh, well, that is exactly how I know it then, right? And I think Will Ospreay has done shows with them as well. I would guess he has. Uh, Will Ospreay just seems to want to work everywhere, which I respect massively, but I don't know how yeah. he picks it up. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was on a show. Trying to think, would have been a couple of months ago. I'm sure I saw him. I'm looking it up. Hang on. Yes, am I? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you beat me to it. Yeah, I think I think he is there. I've, I've got something that. Uh, I think that, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very oddly. Let's just say he was. He was. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> he went to us. I mean, he, he could have. He could have been in Melbourne though. That that might be it. He could right. have been at one of the Melbourne shows. Right. Okay. Because um, yeah, essentially, you know, just like anywhere else, there's a number of different different wrestling shows, um, uh, mostly in Melbourne, uh, which is I think part of the reason why you know WWE is going to go to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here in here in Queensland, um, we've got AWA. They've got a show coming up in December, um, Final Destination, and they've they've just announced that they're going to have the championship match, um, Adam Brooks versus Jake Nova. So that's going to be my chance to see Adam Brooks in the flesh. Yeah, um, but. 
there. Buy tickets is still waiting to be updated, so I'm I'm clicking every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've, I've already showed my wife, I'm like, we're going to this. She's like, yep, that sounds fun. Oh hell yeah, man! So, um, I mean, I I was lucky to see Adam Brooks. Obviously, he does a lot for Defiant. Um, and mm. you know that was my kind of I, I knew of him, but that was sort of the up close and personal, I guess, for lack of a better term. And yeah, I mean, he's just he's just really good, isn't he? I mean, I don't know what else I can yeah. say about him. Like he just <laughs> and the fact that like, how crazy is it as a wrestling fan? Because like I say, now it's different for me, but I guess it all kind of depends on on, on how you see the lay of the land. I'm still always blown away about when I hear British guys getting called up to NXT and stuff like that. So what is it like for an Australian to go all the way over and not even? I'm not saying it's even harder. Well, I guess it is kind of harder in a way because to get scouted that way by you know independent UK promotions, that is kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, like being in Australia, I think it's one of those um, few places where you really do feel cut off from the rest of the world because, um, you know, you're miles away. Everyone's terrified of your native wildlife <laughs> well, yeah and um i would be too i'm not gonna lie all that stuff scares me i'm a big baby a giant one um so you know for for years you know seeing any type of australian athlete whether it be wrestling whether it be the football um you know was exceedingly rare um but really the probably the what the last maybe one to two years, all of a sudden you're seeing these names um, popping up. Obviously, the Iconics um, doing a very good job of <laughs> making sure everyone hates Australians. They're weird, the Iconics, because they drive me nuts. But that's yeah, their, I, that, I can't but, stand them. But that's their job, right? Their job is to drive oh, yeah. me nuts. So it's really hard to try and figure out, are they doing a good job or are they doing a really bad job? Because... Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tough. It's tough. Um, so yeah, it's um it's definitely it's definitely hard to get noticed in any type of in any type of sport over here just because you're so far away. Um, but from from what I've seen, um, especially places like New Japan have started sending scouts to watch these matches because. Um, I think in the, you know, kind of the grand history of Australian sport, like we do sport well. We have athletes here and, um, you know, that's clearly going to start, you know, having its impact on the wrestling scene. And that's why you're starting to see, you know, these people. And, of course, I've got to include New Zealand in that. Um, you're starting <laughs> to see these athletes coming through and being noticed that, yeah, these these guys can hang with the best if you, you know, give them the the extra training um, that a move overseas will, you know, allow them to jump to that next level. Yeah. And for what you can, obviously, you said you're new to it and you're slowly sort of to get the promotions and the wrestlers. I mean, two questions really. One, who do you think the next breakout star is going to be? And two, do you think we can get to the point where, as like here in the UK, right, everybody wants to come fight in the UK because good scene, you're going to get a good crowd. Obviously, travel is a problem, but when it comes to wrestling, I think we can kind of ignore that. Do you see... Do you think the Australian scene could blow up in that sense? Because obviously someone like Will Ospreay does. He's been very vocal about that. So, you know, what, what, yeah, can it, can it happen? Can you see it happening? Can you kind of feel that momentum growing? Well, I definitely think, I definitely think we will because like even I think what um, last week there was an article on the Guardian, the Australian edition, um, talking about 
the indie wrestling scene. And it was, you know, basically one guy's um, advert to everyone that, you know, come and watch these guys. They're good at what they do and you'll have a, you know, fun time. Um, So I, I definitely think that, you know, the interest is there and, I think it's just it's one of those uh, sports that people just aren't aware it's out there and it's happening. Like the the next show I'm going to, it's happening at a you know small little club in the city that I think I last went to watch a couple of rock bands play. And like, if you don't know about it, it's gonna pass you by. You know. Yeah. And that's the thing that all of a sudden you're starting to see these ads going up. You're starting to see articles being written um, about these wrestlers. Uh, obviously, you know, Adam Brooks, Will Ospreay, uh, you know, getting a lot of the headlines right now. Um, and I think that's going to trickle down. You know, like I said, people like me are going, well, I'm about to go see Adam Brooks for the first time. And you've got to assume that there are other people going, oh, well, you know, I saw this guy, you know, have a match and now he's fighting down the road from me. Well, I may as well go along and check it out. And hopefully that leads to, you know, spotting the other wrestlers that are there and going, well, I hope this guy gets the next push and go to the next show. And they follow, you know, they travel around the country doing all the different shows. So I, I think it's, I think it's, just at that moment where that spark's been lit and um i think it's going to be fun to to be there and really see it take off oh yeah it's always it's always better than when it's big being part of, like, like a band that you first see that grows right it's just something exciting about it uh, and who who are the standout guys that are in australia right now that haven't kind of started flying around do you know of any or have you heard of any or are they still kind of under the radar um, I, I think mostly under the radar. Um, I know that Brooks's opponent, um, Nova, has been champion before. I, I think I watched – they have a couple of matches, um, the AWA, up on their YouTube channel. I think there's only about five, five matches on there. Um, but there's a good um, – I think it's a four-way for the – championship and it's it's got some shenanigans with a um talcum powder bottle being shot into adam brooks's face um which (laughs) kind of takes him takes him out of the match and and then a a couple of oversells of uh (laughs) of some moves and then some quick roll-ups and yeah quite fun but um yeah nova won that one and um it'll be interesting to see whether he, you know, whether he takes the the title from Brooks straight away, or, or whether they, you know, kind of keep it on him and and push push further, it's probably sending him back to Melbourne for uh, <laughs> the next show there and having a few more, yeah, having a few more championship matches. But As um, you do. yeah, but yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to. Like I said, seeing Brooks and Nova in the flesh, I think that'll be that'll be a fun experience. I think you'll know um, as well, especially because it, it should be quite a, you know, quite a small crowd, based on the venue size. It's it's not a big place, so I think it'll be you know, plenty of plenty of chances to get involved and 
you know, have some back and forth with the wrestlers while they're up in the ring. Absolutely, man. I think you'll know as well. I think when when you've been watching wrestling that long, I think when you see a talent, you just kind of get a feeling that guy's going to you know that guy's going to do well. He's going to go on to good things. Well, I, I I genuinely think it's really exciting, man. And, and definitely, you know, let me know if anything big happens out there or or whatever, because it just stands to reason that Australia, or at least that part of the world, would be the next place to have an explosion because it's pretty well positioned given that obviously New Japan is getting big and America is America. UK is kind of lost in the middle of that, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can, I can, you can see it becoming a hotbed for wrestling because that's how it works, right? Something blows up, then it calms down, and somewhere else does the same thing. So I can't think of anywhere else that's happening. I don't think there's anything particular going on in any other continent that I know about. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what's going on. But um, yes, yeah, so let, let me know who comes and goes. And I, especially what Osprey's doing out there. I know he's injured at the moment. He's taken some time off. But I, I would guess that when he's back, one of his first places is to head back over there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He'll, um, he'll probably be straight back into the Melbourne scene. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, but before we start to wrap stuff up, is there were two things that came up about WWE this week, and I actually think I wasn't going to. I may have mentioned them anyway, but now I want to talk to you specific, specifically about them, given everything else that we've mentioned. Uh, the first is that uh, Meltzer reports in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that when SmackDown moves to Fox in a year's time, pretty much a year at the moment, we're pretty much twelve months away from when we see that move. Fox has told WWE, again, speculative, we don't know if this is true or not, but they've, they've told them we want SmackDown to be less comedy and more sports because what they want to do is they want to promote it on all their other sports programs. I think they've got some NFL as well. And they want to you know, be able to push it as it's a sports thing, obviously, but worked sports. Now, given everything you've mentioned, I know you're more of a character guy. But is that... Yeah, I've, I've got my, my foreheads in my hands right now. But this is why I think that you're going to have an interesting take on it, because that came out and everybody was actually quite excited about it. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds like the WWE that I missed, maybe a bit more New Japan-y, New Japan-y or whatever. What... Well, I think you've just hit the nail on the head there. But I just... What is your reaction? I know, but just tell me anyway. What is your reaction <laughs> to that? Because obviously, when it does move to Fox, they need three and a half million viewers. I've, I've done some research about this. That kind of seems to be their, their gambit. That means they need an extra a million viewers. That is not hard Ooh. just to pull a million viewers from nowhere. And, yeah, obviously, and, and on one hand, you've got people saying, yes, that's the way you get a million viewers, present it like that. But I'm thinking with you, you're all of a sudden thinking, no, no, that's not what pro wrestling is. You're moving too far away from what pro wrestling is. Why are you doing this? Yeah, look, look I, I love, you know, I, I love the soap opera. Uh, that, that's, that's the wrestling to me. You know, I, I, need, the, I need the comedy moments. Um, I need the... You know, I need the ridiculous interactions um, between, you know, between the crowd and 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 the wrestlers, and you know, I want to hear the, I want to hear the backstage segments. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I find it hard to put in too much sport element to the show. Um, just because I think that's where my suspension of disbelief kind of dies. Like I can accept that someone can summon flames, <laughs> <laughs> but if you try to tell me that you know it's a proper sport and I, I don't know how they're going to do it, like um, you know if we if we've got if we've got brackets and people going up and down on ladders and challenging, it's like ah uh, that's that's not really what I want to see. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised given what you said, but I like that take on it because, again, 
most people are very receptive to that. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought maybe even I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. But now actually thinking about it, maybe I've got a different take on it. Simply because of what you said. Yeah, maybe it's the last thing we want to do. The other point was it also came out. I, did you hear about Ronda Rousey's promo from Raw? Uh, no. Right, no, okay, so not. she cut a very good promo. Uh, it was a lot of good lines in it, a lot of zings. Uh, it turned out that she'd actually written it herself. There was no help from the WWE writers. And obviously that sparked a debate because that's what a lot of people want to say. Like, stop scripting the performers, let them talk like themselves. And surprise, surprise, mm. we let somebody do that. And all of a sudden, not only did it come across real, but everyone was like, wow, that was a really, that was a really, really good promo. So I just wanted your take on scripted promos, especially because you tap into that side of the industry more. But also, if it came out, you know, through you know, the Twitters and the Facebooks and all of that, the WWE decided to, you know, scrap scripted promos and focus more on, you know, I guess the stuff that Austin and Rock used to do back in the day. Would that be something? Like, even if you knew you were going to have the kind of what you had now, but you knew the promos going to have a bit more edge to them simply because they were going to be delivered by the performers. Is that enough to get you back in? Or by this point, is the model of YouTube, Twitter... You know, websites just 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 too good, and then you can just go kind of view the bits that sound all right on YouTube. Um, look, having you know, putting that the the power back in the wrestlers' hands for you know controlling those segments would definitely get me more interested. Um, because like, uh, there is nothing worse than than watching a clearly scripted promo with people trying to memorize their lines and so it's it's not fun. <laughs> I just think it's, it's not fun at all. It must be so hard as well because again it's not say natural for these people. Plus they've got loads of cameras on them, plus they've got a producer, plus they're probably trying to remember what their match is later as well. It's a lot to take in. Like, yeah, yeah, they got a they got a lot to a lot to do. Um, you know, I I did my degree in theater, so I've done plenty of plenty of acting and you know, just learning scripts can be really, really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> and absolutely. When it, you know, and if it's not, you know, if it's not your primary strength coming into it, it's like, you know, having to, you know, having to work those up, you know, once, twice a week. It's like, you know, that can be a, a lot of, a lot of effort. And like I said, when they, you know, you get, you get the people that can, that can pull it off and they can have a have a script but they can deliver it so well that you'd never know and you know that's fine as long as it's you know a well-written script which is another problem on but, that um so go on man. yeah no gonna... no no i was just gonna i was just gonna say like but generally i i, I prefer it if you know if it's just the wrestlers coming out working out their own stuff that really resonates with you know the character that they have yeah. And, you know, and giving that to us rather than, you know, what the guy upstairs thinks that character is. Yeah, 100%, right? Because you can tap into that easier because you know it's coming from you as opposed to anybody else. On that note, and this is what we will close the show with. I'm sorry we're going to close the show talking about Impact. But they obviously did all this work shoot stuff uh, where Austin Aries pretended that he was mad and he walked out and now it's oh like, yeah I, I saw that yeah now what see that. what do you think of that kind of stuff then because that's kind of pro wrestling-y and it's it, it's fake but in a well, I don't know however you want to explain it like does that make because I'm not going to lie I was going to watch Bound for Glory anyway that brought my watching of Bound for Glory up a few days because like, well, now I want to see what everybody's talking about and I'm intrigued I still think it's dumb because I don't like it when someone actively tells me what I'm watching is fake 
because that just defeats the whole object. Like, I, I do believe you can have two different entities where, as we're talking about it now, we can go, yes, it's not real. But then when I sit down to watch it, I can go, look, well, I have the power to pretend that it is. So, I, you know, for these next three hours, I, I'll do that. But when, they are, when companies start to do this, and I know it killed WCW. We'll talk about that another time. But does that kind of stuff interest you to the point you think, okay, well, I'll go and watch it? Or is that just nonsense all around? Um, look, it was interesting in the, you know, kind of watching a train wreck interesting um, <laughs> yeah you're right it was, it was like that yeah <laughs> yeah it was just one of those things that I, I got told about and went all right i'm gonna have to watch this and you kind of you know you kind of hand hand on the forehead <laughs> listening to him say what he said do what he did um yeah i mean I, like i said i can i can accept that people can you know do magical things but <laughs> don't don't turn around in the ring and tell me that oh you do realize this magical thing i'm doing is completely fake exactly you know, if you want to be on your twitter account and tell me that the magical thing you do is fake well that's fine because by that stage it's like i can separate that you know you are playing yeah. a role on the show but when i'm watching the show you know i want you to be in character so yeah i i, I don't i don't like it I mean, it piqued my interest, so that's the thing. <laughs> I, it, it worked, but I don't think you'd want to make a habit of it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it's difficult. If they've done it to try and get attention and viewers, because I know their viewership's been down, then I respect it and I can get behind it. But ultimately, Yeah, it's, it's a good idea in that sense. Yeah, but ultimately, if you keep telling me, <laughs> you idiot, what you're watching is, I'm like, all right, I'll stop it. <laughs> I, honestly, that is what, did, you watch, did you watch WCW back in the day at all? I mean, it's difficult to get, I imagine, but... Yeah, no, I think, I yeah, I, I don't think I ever, ever saw that one at yeah. all. I mean, when they started doing that, that's literally what they did. They'd have the commentators going, oh, I think he's gone off the script. That's not meant to happen. That was it for me. I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this anymore because you're literally just, you're, you're making me feel like an idiot. And don't get me wrong, wrestling is the stupidest thing in the world. But don't, you know, don't admit that. Let's pretend that it's not like the greatest thing ever. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's a very fine line before, uh, yeah, before, before that just goes bad and it did go bad it basically not the only reason but it was certainly a contributing factor to, to killing a company right last question because i do think it ties into the era when you were growing up on wrestling let's take all the politics out of it for now and as i said on wednesday's show i am going to talk about all that once all is said and done i want all the facts before i start i mean i, I still think it's morally terrible but i want to go into it properly once i know everything obviously Shawn michaels is coming out of retirement to fight at crown jewel politics aside do you have any interest to see how that going or is Shawn Michaels just not a big enough draw to make you want to go back in? No. Um, it's that whole suspension of disbelief. Uh, for me, The Undertaker should just, you know, disappear. He should <laughs> Magic just powers. one day go. Magic powers. One day, I'm done. Um, I think you actually said it on, on your last show that, um, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want him coming back and and fighting over you know some petty sense of of respect and unfinished business yeah, it's that's, like that's you know, nonsense you're the, yeah. you're the undertaker like, <laughs> you're supposed to be your dead. whole your whole character yeah your whole character is, <laughs> is is that you're kind of above everything it, it doesn't matter what's happening here but you're still the undertaker you'll carry on for centuries so it's not a problem so, um, and just seeing, seeing him now, it's like, you know, he's nowhere near what it, what he used to be. And it's, you know, I just, you know, I have no issue with, you know, if they're willing to pay him a bunch of money and that's what he wants to do, then go for it. 
that's yeah, yeah, amazing. Too, yeah. I, I want to stay with the the memory of the Undertaker, you know, from ten years ago. Like, you know, that that's my Undertaker. Um, Shawn Michaels, I'm, you know, I could watch him. I, I think he's still, I think he's still got enough in the tank that, you know, he could he could put on a a decent show. Um, but yeah, I, I like I worry about the Undertaker. I'm I'm just not sure that <laughs> yeah he can he can do enough to to really make it a fun event to watch. Do you worry about him in the same way I worry about Daniel Bryan? Like I'm his mum. And I'm terrified every time oh. he takes a bump, something awful is going to happen. <laughs> Still happens. Happened the other day. I was like, well, I, I, I'm such an idiot. Like, he's a grown man, but I get terrified. Yeah. Like, is Undertaker still going up on the ropes? And, you know what? I don't and think... doing that. Is he? Did Does he... he do that anymore? Did he do it at Super Showdown? I don't know if he did do it. I'm going to say that he did. Yes, I think he did go up at Super Showdown. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, but that... Th- that worries me. <laughs> well, yeah. Honestly, man, like... I mean, look at me. What a mess I am right now because of, of wrestling. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm a guy that was meant to be in good shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh look, I know, I know all about coughing, bizarre injuries from from things that you weren't expecting. So, yeah, yeah, it happens. And you always want it to be, oh yeah, I got thrown through a table as opposed to someone hit me with a clothesline. Never mind. These things, these things happen. There's not a lot you can do about it. So it's all right. I turned funny, and um, tore. Both quads. Oh, not like Vince McMahon. <laughs> you did a Vince McMahon. Did you yep. si- did you sit in the ring like a small child though? Or did you actually act like a normal human would? Well, no. I um, I was I was playing football and I felt I felt the tear in in the left. Oh man! And I went, oh, oh maybe man. it's not maybe it's not that bad. And so my next action was to try and folly the ball first time when it got pinged back at me and that's when my right went (laughs) what was the recovery um, time on that so that knocked me out for about four months so um so i do i do reenactment combat um 14th century so dressed up in the armor with the steel swords yeah hitting each other which nice. funnily enough it's a lot it's a lot like wrestling it is like, yeah, I get asked about all, to say yeah i get asked all the time whether it's you know it's like oh well it's you know you clearly know who's going to win it's like no no we don't like you know we are we are fighting we're just you know it's controlled fighting we're not actually trying to kill each other <laughs> <laughs> and um and and you know if I, you know it's all about playing up to the crowd and and you know and storylines um Wow, I, I had a whole tangent here I could have gone on to now that I realise it. But anyway, that yeah, that was leading up to my first my first show um, combat, and yeah, knocked out for three months, so missed that Jeez, first man. one, and I think oh, two months man. two months later of kind of light combat training, and I was basically cleared about maybe a week before my first fight, and broke my finger on the second hit that i took <laughs> dude you are like me <laughs> just falling apart you're all right now though right um yeah the i broke a second finger on the second day oh man and that one's just about healed but um but yeah i got through it well you're, you're, you're a trooper that's the main thing and also you're right you have just uh you have just unleashed a whole new thing we can talk about and that's what you got to come back on 
So yep, we, yep. we were talking. What would you call it? Reenactment fighting, right? That's the, the official term. Yeah. Right? Right, we were talking. Yeah. Oh man, dude, there's loads in that. We'll have you back. We'll have you back on the gaming podcast, and we'll have you back to talk about wrestling and reenactment fighting. A hundred percent. Is there yep, anything? Yep. Well, I'll I'll do it after I I go to this um, AWA show. Done. So I can give you the Hell, rundown on that as well. I would love that, man. Thank you. Is there anything you want to promote or pimp out? Don't have to. It's up to you. Any Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. Um. Okay. So. May as well on Twitter, so I'm Smerbev, S-M-E-R-B-E-V. Done. You go follow him on there. Go talk to him about reenactment fighting. Genuinely quite interesting. I, I, I genuinely find that stuff fascinating, so you can go talk to him about Yeah, that. well, it, it, was my, um, it was my wrestling. It was, the, it was the thing that I'd looked at for years and years and kind of ducked in and out and, and then finally, you know, went, oh, look, I've got to do this. You know, I've, I've just got to rock up do some fighting and and you know prove that i've got what it takes and um and yeah and now you know done my first show um won it, some man. awards and you know Love having it, a dude. great time doing da- it damn right you have because you took a chance right you definitely come back on next we've got to talk about that it's a whole thing we can do i love stuff like that man good for you that stuff is awesome uh right anyway i always say I like to round these things up after an hour and we're literally about to tick on over there so brad thank you very much for your time and again thank you so much for the support through the patron as well yeah, no, no problem. Um, I mean, I'm giving you my money instead of the WWE, but Dude, that's, if that's, they've got a problem, they can come talk to me. That's fine with me, man. Like I said, I, I steal away their viewers and ups and downs. I steal away their money too. <laughs> I got no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, if you'd like to come support the podcast and all my other nonsense, you can at patreon.com forward to Simon316. You can also come on, uh, come on the podcast, especially if you want to cancel the network and come give me money instead. It would make me laugh. When the cows come home. <laughs> Uh, but no, Brad, thank you much for your time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, make sure you check out the episode that dropped on Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday, next Friday, as always. Uh, it's up on YouTube, youtube.com for System and Report Rules. I'm on Twitter, Instagram at SimonLet316. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars and come join the Facebook group. Just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. But again, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me into your life. And I will chat to you all very again. When I say soon, it'll be next week. <laughs> <laughs>